0: to episode 10 of
1: 10, double figures
0: Well, we always know it's not actually the number that it is because we lost episode 4 So, it's but it's episode 10 and welcome
1: The long lost episode 4 yeah, it's What gonna, was episode 4? I
0: can't remember, I don't even know how it lost But I know that we lost it, when I say we, I mean me um, Clearly Hello how Annabelle, you? how are you?
1: Not too bad, thank you What's going on? Um, got a little bit of lower back pain right now Oh, sure. really? Yeah, not sure. Is that just an age thing? Is it poor posture? Definitely my poor office chair, but that's a different issue.
0: All of the above. Are you comfortable like that? You're going to be all right.
1: Well, there's no, there's few alternatives. It's
0: very true. It's very true. What are we talking about? Because I've not prepared anything. Culture. <laughs> culture. What kind of culture? There's a lot. Culture's a broad word, isn't it?
1: Well, it's seven letters.
0: Is it? Yeah.
1: Not particularly wide.
0: It's quite curvy. It
1: is quite curvy, yeah. Hmm.
0: Let's not get into it. But what? Uh, okay. We're
1: not talking about culture in the sense of art and literature. We're talking right. culture in the sense of belonging to one.
0: Belonging to a culture.
1: Your identity, your happiness, your very self worth
0: identity identity yes yes okay
1: got it yeah got it (laughs) sure okay well so culture
0: culture tell me about culture what culture are we in
1: it's a great question (laughs) can't answer that (laughs) next
0: okay so why why did you want to talk about this
1: um because i read an article on a website called theconversation.com oh which is it's basically just a site where a load of academics write their thoughts and their research and stuff. So you're not allowed to write for it unless you are either a professional academic or uh, like a PhD student. Um, so I can't remember how I, how I think it, I think it was linked to from somewhere, but I couldn't tell you where from because that's how professional I am um but basically there was an article which we shall link to in the notes which was talking about um the impact of either coming from multiple cultures or coming from one culture and living in a different culture um and what that can potentially do to a person basically in this article it's talking about the impact of culture on your happiness and on your self-worth so they're saying, they, they start off with what I thought was a very interesting point, which I don't think has been, I've certainly read that much about in terms of multiple cultures before, which is um, that when you look into research that defines how people are happy and stay happy and avoid depression and avoid anxiety issues, one of the things that very happy people always have in common is that they have very strong and fulfilling relationships um and somebody who comes from a multicultural background or bicultural background <clears throat> people always talk about the benefits they always talk about how you can you're more flexible and you're more open and if you learn a second language at a young age you're more likely to be able to be creative and think laterally and blah 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 but they don't necessarily talk about the disadvantages of being from multiple cultures. So, one of the things um, about being in one culture and connected to another can often be these feelings of guilt or of disassociation. So, um, I think they gave a couple of examples from big films like um, The Big Sick, where he's obviously from a Pakistani culture, but he wants to marry and does marry a white lady and the impact that that has Spoiler on his relationship. Alert around for a while and it's based on a true story i feel like that's a poor spoiler <laughs> um lots of train of thought again thanks ian uh yeah it impacts his relationship with his parents and same with a film like bend it like beckham where she wants to be a footballer but her parents cannot understand how that is even vaguely acceptable in their culture but obviously they're living in England so how do you kind of mer- mer- mesh, merge, merge yep. the two
0: as you've just done with those two words
1: um exactly oh see good job um and there's actually a term for that which is intragroup marginalization oof yeah say that once you've had a few um and as somebody who obviously comes from multiple cultures, it's something that you are very aware of, I would say daily, trying to balance what who you think you are, the country that you live in, the country that you've grown up in, the family that you come from, the cultural expectations of the family that you come from, but you being distanced from that because you're not part of that culture. And it's quite hard for me. I think it's something that I've always struggled to balance. So I believe that I suffer from intragroup marginalisation.
0: I I would agree with that. Yeah, it sounds. Um, I think you are quite a unique case in this because we are British people living in Australia. So we're I feel like
1: that's ba- that's barely marginalisation. Exactly.
0: That's that's weak. But we feel that. Yeah, we we feel that being Brits coming here, there's an element of that here. But you, you grew up well. You started off in the UK. Your well, mum, your well, mum is Chinese-Malaysian. Your dad's English. Then you went to France when you were four. Is yeah, that right? Later than that. Later than that. Yeah. What five? Six maybe. Okay, but then you were in France for a, a good amount of time. So then, you, you know, that culture's in that in there as well. And then, then where? Then Malaysia. Yeah.
1: Then England.
0: Yeah, you went to England then you should have high school culture in
1: Yeah, never go never go to England in secondary school. Yeah. It's just it's not a good move.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then so then you had that in what, Cambridge? And then you had London culture for what? Twelve years, something like that?
1: Yeah. Good old London.
0: Yeah, and then I'm London G. Yeah, you're London G. And now you're in Sydney, so
1: Via I was, Spain, popped into Spain for a year. Yeah, bit. you
0: were in Spain for a year. So there's how many different things in there? For yeah, but you it's two?
1: really, it's really the family culture more yeah, than yeah. anything. They're growing up in a one type of society and connecting it to another type of society. But what is interesting is um, the, what that then does to well the impact that your personality has on. The amount of intragroup marginalization you could suffer from, but also how I'm going to have to say it another time intragroup marginalization can impact your personality. So, one of the things they're saying is a securely attached person sees themselves as worthy of love and others as trustworthy, but somebody who is insecurely attached can be anxious and sensitive to threats of rejection, which I also think is certainly valid for me to some extent so you always have a sense. there's always a mild sense of anxiety all the time just that I don't quite fit in I always am aware of not quite looking the same but then if I'm with my blood family I also don't look the same so there's no way of really fitting in I don't like I eat differently to all the people I grew up with but I also eat differently to my blood family there's no there's no kind of perfect middle ground so then you're always aware that you're not entirely comfortable in your own skin which means you're not as confident you don't necessarily trust people you're also always afraid of rejection all that stuff and suddenly like reading this i was like oh this can explain i'm i'm an introvert by nature anyway but you don't necessarily put yourself out there because you're used to not fitting in and you don't want yet another thing to not fit in whereas I find I mean when you think of I guess we complain about this I actually have this down as another podcast topic but people who come from well-to-do well-educated families are often very confident which means that they get further in life Mm. so but somebody who potentially comes from multiple cultures has to get over that barrier and get their confidence before they can get anywhere Um, yeah that's a good point yeah and so what this kind of research found with these um these academics is saying that when you feel rejected from your heritage culture or vice versa i think but you can you kind of left feeling alone you feel unsupported so if that gets bad then that can lead to depression poor well-being greater stress um and so then you very much are finding that your cultural identities are constantly in conflict with one another. There's no way of being perfectly in the middle, but somebody who is naturally more flexible and more open and less of an introvert, so not like my personality type, is actually able to kind of be flexible and have be more fluid. So what they're kind of finding is you actually can be with, say in my case, you could be with your Chinese family and even though you don't look like them or speak like them, you identify with the elements that relate to them at the time. But then when you're with your British friends, you relate to the British side of things and you can almost, you just change according to what is needed at that moment in time. And so you, you are very comfortable with both cultures because you're more open, you're more fluid. So then you don't... You just basically... You're still your authentic self, but you're able to be t- essentially two people.
0: Yeah, you're one or the other, but you're never both.
1: Yeah, but the flip side of that is if you're more introverted and more have a greater tendency to kind of not handle those sorts of flexible situations well, that can then lead to... A complete conflict of two identities which they have then found and this is very interesting in the current kind of climate is that then you're more open to finding the conflict in those cultures and turning against one of them which potentially then leads to ideas of racism extremism whatever it may be and you become very extreme in your attitude towards one or the other of your cultures because that's the way that you're dealing with it. So it's very, and they're saying like, this doesn't have to be a a big thing. It's small, tiny things that add up on a day-to-day basis. So someone teasing about the way that you eat or someone teasing the way that you talk or the way that you dress day in, day out. That small little thing could be something that with the number of people who have come from multiple cultures is contributing to the current climate of fear and racism extremism whatever it may be and it's a very small thing of just not helping people feel supported which certainly when you look at the number of immigrants that are being turned away or kept in um you know camps that aren't in one country or another you're just, surely, you're just creating a situation where you're just creating the next generation of, of extreme attitudes. Yeah. So, they were saying, so you've listened to it as well, but like the, there was a reply all podcast, linked to it in the notes, with yeah. a guy that called in. So, they just do their like call in helpline one. And then the guy called in from Turkey as, um, and he's a Syrian and he's a refugee in Turkey with his family, they are not allowed to have jobs, they're not allowed to have, I think, bank accounts, they are not allowed to have any formal education, they, they're they supposed to go to refugee school, they're not allowed to go to university in Turkey, they're not allowed to better themselves. So they're basically deemed not human, or not citizens of any country. Well, yeah. that's... Just asking for trouble.
0: Yeah, well, because that particular guy was trying to get into a university and he he couldn't get good, he couldn't get his grades up because it was he didn't speak Turkish, wasn't
1: it? Or well, there was yeah, because there was a few. He actually they spoke to him again a couple of episodes yeah. later, and he was saying one of the th- he got um, first of all there was an issue where when he was trying to apply to universities in America, it asks you to fill in the details exactly as in your passport and in his passport because in Syria. Your first name is written in capitals oh yeah and he couldn't fill it in because the form wouldn't allow him and then he was like is this wrong what am i supposed to do i don't know what what like is accepted and then he got rejected from that university because of his grades and that was because he had been studying in english and then he got sent to to turkish school and he didn't speak good turkish so then he got a year of bad grades I think he got. He's been accepted into a uh, different Canadian uni yep. now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, sounds like a pretty good. It's one.
1: Just very, yeah, uh, very interesting. Small little concepts of self that are taken for granted, and it's it's again a kind of demonstration that the world is not catching up with itself. So we've made it easier to move or we forced people to move because of their situation. But we don't provide the support that comes with growing up bicultural or multicultural. It's just taken for granted. And the, in most cultures, I think it was it has always been a little wrong to talk about those issues. So I'm sure my mum felt those issues, but she would never have spoken about it. Because you you can't complain. Yeah. Whereas people talk about depression and thing you know mental health a lot more openly. But I don't think I think if you look at a bicultural families or people, I imagine they would not talk about it. That's not something it hasn't reached that far yet. Yeah,
0: I guess that was one thing that I was thinking when you you're saying that someone feels isolated or the what was the term.
1: Integrate marginalisation yep. It's off the tongue
0: yeah exactly they feel that marginalisation but then like that's them they're feeling that because of the way that other people react to them like if I'm talking about their family so so how like obviously that will vary between family and background and culture but then like that's not just you like worrying about fitting in it's also there's got to be something there to actually make you feel that and think that as well I guess you know the way that relatives may react to you and things along those lines
1: and yeah there's an element of nobody nobody is at fault nobody's going out of their way to make you feel uncomfortable but when you see other people around you you know that you I mean I don't know like I remember f- graduating from uni and, and everyone's parents had come down and taken them out for a fancy meal in London and blah. And it just, it's not, well, f- like it's too expensive. It's not the done thing. It's just my family kind of came down and you know that they'd always be there for me, but they wouldn't take me out for a fancy meal. And I remember kind of being like, oh, I'm the, I'm the odd one out and it's a it's a kind of you can't it's not your family it's not the other people but you'll never quite be like everyone else yeah and that is something that you always secretly want or certainly i've always secretly wanted but then maybe there's an there's like what's the solution the solution is a to be able to talk about it which i'm i'm on the older end i think younger generations probably could more hopefully for the kind of ones in the bad situations, I'm at least I'm not in the refugee situation, but you what was I gonna say? You're talking about it, but you also maybe helping people to deal with the personality type, to become more flexible, to be able to switch between cultures and accept both, is is the solution. So it's not just about saying, Oh, you're you're from two cultures, it is what it is, blah. It's saying how do I help you become more flexible how do I help teach you new personality traits that's, yep. that's the kind of therapy that I can't imagine anybody getting right now Yeah. specifically relating to that feeling of kind of alienation
0: yeah I guess the, important, like the, the thing for me is how many people around the world must be experiencing this
1: yeah exactly it's millions Yeah. but I just don't think it's ever spoken about only at the level of saying oh he's a he's from a Pakistani family but he grew up in England but you know they'll be like oh but he lives in the Pakistani area so he'll just that's that's what is how it is but it doesn't that's not it's so much bigger than that the second you go to school and mix with other kids from a different culture you realize that something isn't quite right yeah and then you never talk about
0: it yeah Yeah, well, obviously I've I've not really experienced it.
1: No, white man.
0: White man moved to another white country. Um, I
1: believe this country is not white.
0: Well, yeah, it wasn't white before the the whities turned up. Exactly. Yeah, um, you know, feel bad coming here now, my oh dear. Um, well, I guess for me that mine is I I have a family somewhere in the UK, <laughs> um, and. I couldn't live there because I'm too different to that place in that life. That's the closest thing for You've me. You've
1: made is. yourself bicultural by creating a different world for yourself that isn't the world of your family. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: still an element of marginalisation. Yeah. I just like saying that word. <laughs> you
0: do. So it's, that's interesting. It's like, is, is it moving to a social class thing? Is it just, I don't know it's
1: yeah i think social class which is a very british concept yeah is um is a similar concept
0: yeah so it's like you've shifted from one thing to another so you've changed or are different in some way so to go back or to that thing which from whence you came be it through bloodlines or through time and geography can be not necessarily difficult but it's not as comfortable it doesn't work
1: no it's hard i think like i i spend a lot of my time flicking between feelings of guilt and feelings of envy
0: yeah yeah
1: a lot of time an unhealthy amount of time feeling like that because you but but what you should be working towards is how to balance those cultures whilst being yourself and accepting that you're both you are that culture as and when is, is suits and you're also not that culture at other times yeah yeah it's whatever diff- that cult- culture class whatever it is it's difficult it's it is mm-hmm. and maybe people should be talking about it more even though it feels like it's perhaps a first world problem but it feels like that first world problem is actively contributing to the demise of the world as we know it <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a strange one.
0: It feels a lot worse now than it used to be. But then was, it was um, worse before. I don't know.
1: I'm going to completely ruin this news story because I never remember details. But there was, um, a, I want to say British couple. I'm not sure if that's right. I think it is. Who sent £230 to their son who had um, converted to Islam and gone to Iraq, I think. I think it was Iraq. um to follow whoever he was going to follow and their parents they're worried about their son they in an act of desperation sent him 230 pounds in the hope that he would use it to get a flight to return home and he didn't and he i guess the funds went to whichever terrorist cell or organization and they have been um prosecuted for funding terrorism oh, <laughs> uh, I don't I think they got a suspended sentence I think but it's just just
0: trying to help their kid I know that obviously he's
1: yeah I'm sure there's more to it but it's still it's part of the same things like well hang on shouldn't we be addressing what happened for him to get to that point yeah how do we improve our, like, I don't know what that is, our social services or the availability of support to make people feel less alienated, which is essentially what's causing extremism to both, to, to terrorism, to far left, far right. Everything is going to the extremes, a lot of which is to do with feeling alienated.
0: Yep. Oh, well, this is. It's controls. a deep one. Sorry, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll go and back to i I'll talk about why, how cheese gets its plastic feel.
0: Yeah, time. or why we use toilet paper. Um, don't
1: because that has a whole lot of religious and cultural overtones.
0: Does it? Well, yeah. I've not even I've not even dipped my toe.
1: A lot. Well, a lot of Eastern cultures don't use toilet paper. They just wash.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, and then we're not there's the whole left
1: out. hand right hand thing Ooh. I
0: don't know any of this
1: oh dear yeah, it's, just, it's a follow on basically it's a natural follow on
0: mine is more why do we use the wrong the quite clearly wrong material to clear up the wrong mess job done we'll come back to that <laughs> coming back to this episode I th- well I think it, it is a very important thing that needs to be sort of spoken about more but how do you get people to do it I guess
1: I don't know, I don't do it
0: Is it a generational thing and That's what I keep thinking at a minute In waves of decades I'm like oh in thirties time that, that wouldn't be a thing But then I'm worried in 30 years time That I'll just be like shit
1: Well I think as you get old You don't like anything new So
0: I love everything that's
1: <laughs> new You love all things new
0: I do no, there's a quote from Paula Sher. she's uh or Sher, Um big weird graphic designer. It's like if that if you're listening to something and if there's not listening, if there's something you don't like it or understand it, um that's that, not necessarily if it's new, it's like that that is probably something that's good and you need to get across it. That always comes to my mind.
1: Cricket. Cricket. Cricket's old. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind cricket but i don't understand it does that make it good
0: um no i think i, I always think of like music genres or something like that when you hear something I'm like
1: what is this this is just a bit
0: i, I can't what this shatters all-
1: electro swing <laughs> electro swing i am not getting to know electro swing I'm getting to
0: know electric swing neither am i going to watch someone on youtube show the, the difference in a year when there is no difference in a year of Dancing to Electro Swing. We'll link to, we have we'll link to ve- that video. <laughs> We've veered right, of course, here. Um,
1: but I thought you said if you don't... If it jars, that means it could be good. Yeah. Well, Electro Swing jars, I can tell you now, it's not good.
0: That wasn't like a, oh, I should be checking this out jar. That was a, I intrinsically hate this. My, the How ins- do you know the difference? Because the inside of my bones were stinging when I heard it.
1: This quote has confused me.
0: No, but... It's about knowing yourself as well.
1: <laughs> well, that's a problem with when hey, I, with my group marginalisation.
0: Look, like, Eurovision, Soldi came along, and I'm like, mm, this is an Italian Eurovision entry, which would normally be in my bottom three of Eurovision. Just, just history, it would be, though. But then I'm just like, hang on, this is a brilliant song.
1: There we go. With every week that goes by, your superlatives for Soldi just get... Wilder
0: I need to learn it um, Anyway Okay
1: I, I will leave it there
0: Have you got is that it
1: well, I don't have I don't have a conclusion I just think I think it's interesting And it should be spoken about more Well yeah
0: I think it's something that's very
1: If anyone wants to Give me some therapy On my intergroup marginalisation I'm here
0: Who would be the best person Someone else who, who suffered I don't know Because like As a white man In a white world <laughs>
1: Worst, worst therapist ever.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. No, not necessarily. I suppose you have to know how to listen and yeah. get, the, get to the source of the problem.
0: Okay. All right then, episode 10. Done, I guess.
1: Done, I guess.
0: Just us go think about it. Yeah. Um, I guess it's me next episode, isn't it?
1: Well, there's only two of us and I'm doing it this time round.
0: Oh, um, I think... I think we'll, we'll talk about touching slightly on what you social media and just how it is black mirror scary you know we're not gonna go to this extent but just what it has done and how kind of dumb i feel looking at it in sort of 2005 2006 and changing the background on my myspace and just the
1: i loved my myspace yeah, I, I, had I just want to go curated, back to that it was beautiful
0: how much time you'd spend choosing which song played when someone oh, came
1: it on. was who your top eight friends were
0: yeah exactly top friends and I'd have like a tiled gif as my background just like check this out I remember Facebook and I just remember looking again what that's not gonna last and now it's not the world off its axis yep we'll talk about that next time because that's another jolly subject um okay cheerio everyone Keep it real.